Ryan McRae is one of my best friends and an avid reader. He reads more than just about anybody I know and really leans into the fantasy and science fiction realm of things. So it makes sense that I would have him on as one of my first guests. For a long time, he's been trying to get me to read this book, Sinlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft, and that's what he had me read for this episode. It was a really great historical fantasy book that had me really caught from the beginning to the end and really dragged me through. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. And it was really fun to talk with Ryan about what he loved about the book and why he picked this particular book as the one for me to read and for us to talk about on the podcast. Ryan has his own website where he constantly recommends great new fantasy fiction that he's finding that you should absolutely check out at ryanmccray.net. But otherwise, let's jump into the show. This is the Book Hunter Podcast. As a lifelong avid reader, I'm always on the hunt for the next great novel. I want to read books that stick with me, move me, and change me. So each episode, I have a guest recommend one of their favorite novels to me. I read it, and then we talk about it. If you're on the hunt for your next great read, you've come to the right place. My name is Tim Grawl, and welcome to the show. All right, Ryan, so you had me read this book, Sinlin Ascends. Oh, there's your copy right there, by Josiah Bancroft. And I'll tell you, I started reading, you had been telling me for a long time to read it, and then you used the uh, opportunity of this podcast to force me to read it. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I think that the thing that stands out to me the most is how long it took him, the Sinlin, the main character, to like figure out how bad things are. Like, like I kept, I, I was like screaming at him. I'm like, dude, like you need to take this seriously. Like you have right. lost your wife. Um, and so like, what, how did that strike you when you were first reading it? Well, you know, Senelin and his wife take off to like the Tower of Babel to, you know, have their honeymoon. And, you know, Senelin in the, you know, he's starting off like, oh, I've read all the books. I teach my students. He's a schoolmaster on the tower. I know the structure. I know the history. Da, da, da. And, you know, and then he gets there and he's blown away by like, what's that? What's that? Why are all these people here? When does the train come? When does the train leave? He has all these questions. And as, and I was starting to get like, I felt like I'd like gotten into an Uber and the Uber driver's like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, dude, that is literally your job. Like I'm, I'm in your backseat. Like, so you watch him, he, you know, he goes to the market and he's hanging out with his wife and he's like, Oh look, we're shopping. And, and then he turns around and she's gone. Yeah. And he asks someone, he's like, have you seen my wife? And they're like, why aren't you wearing a rope? Yeah. And he looks around and everybody, everybody is secured to someone. They're like, people get taken here. Didn't you know that? And I go, oh, no, this guy doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He's in trouble. And so he has to, like, give up his e every chip away at his ego to realize how bad it is. Like, because he's like, 
it's you know it's like we all have these friends and you know ourselves we're like no this is really bad and it takes like things to chip away at the denial where you're like your doctor's like you should look at losing weight and i'm like you know and i go to portillo's or i go you know i go have a you know you know four grilled cheeses and i'm like yeah that's weird why would he say that you know like we live in this denial and then it's like you know it's not until you grip your chest and you're like oh maybe i should yeah i I think that that's what got me thinking about it later. Cause it, for me, it was the moment it's pretty early when they cut to him and he's like sitting up on a rock eating these pistachios. And it's been like two or three days since he's seen his wife and he's been looking for her. And I'm like, um, what's the plan here, buddy? You know, like you have lost your, like if I was somewhere like that and I hadn't seen my wife for two or three days, I would be losing my mind, which I think he had kind of gotten past a little bit of that. But, um, yeah. And it wasn't until he like goes into the tower and then he gets robbed and then he like meets this crazy guy and then he goes up. I, it like, he even witnesses a couple murders and he's right. still in this place of like, I'm just going to find my wife and go home, you know? Yeah, because he is clinging on to, like, I'm the schoolmaster. Yeah. I am always surrounded by kids who are like, teach us more. I'm sure they're not like that, but, like, that's in his head. And so now he's, like, so out of his element that he's like, well, she's got to she's gotta be here. Like, she has to be here. Like, I just have to walk this tower enough. And it's not yeah. until he's sort of forced up to be like, yeah. hey, she's not here. The thing that that like r really just rips out your heart is they're like, oh, just go put a message up. There's like this huge bulletin board. Just go put a message up, and then he gets there, and it's like just pages on pages, miles of this bulletin board that goes on yeah. of people missing. Yeah, but um, I lived in China for a while, and in Shanghai, China, and I, you know, you know me, Tim. Like, if I want to learn about something, I'm like all in like just your obsessive you know just obsess so i like read all these books like okay here's the history of shanghai and this is how china works and then i got there and i was like you know i was not ready for the throng of people i was not ready to be crammed on it like in japan they'll cram you on the subway but like here you just have to like like get through all these people because um, Chicago does 1 million in trans in public transport a year. Shanghai does 1 million in a day. So you're just like, because no one, like hardly anybody owns a car. So you're just like, Oh my God. Oh, I guess. Oh my God. And then, so I didn't know enough. Like it wasn't, you know, I didn't lose my wife yeah. or anything, but I was not ready for like, how do you order in a restaurant? How do you find the nearest bathroom? How do you, because like if I was in England, I've been to England, I've been to places that speak English and, you know, have that. But this was like in, you know, or when I went to Afghanistan, that was my first time, like, oh my gosh, I, I lived in there for a year. I didn't know anything about it. I went in there blind because you can't be like, hey, what's it like Googling? What's it like living in Afghanistan for a year? No hits found. Yeah. Like nobody writes about that. So, you know, like, to, hey, do you guys have travel guides for, you know, Kabul? like there's no like you know it's so you have to like so when i was reading this i was like oh i get you man like i get this like i'm in like i've i've done this story a couple times um 
Yeah. So then it goes like to the next, it goes to the next level. And every level is like a new game that he doesn't know the rules to. Like, I don't know how this works. And then he goes to another level and it's like, oh, I don't know how this works. And the, and yeah. spoiler alert, the Tower of Babel has a ton of levels, you know, he's got to go to. Yeah. When you were talking about that, I think the closest I've been to something like that is when I went to Cyprus and I went to the Turkish side of Cyprus, Northern Cyprus yeah. with my family. Okay. And I, so I went once with my family and then uh, I knew some people that were moving there and I was helping them move. And so this was, uh, so I went with them and I, uh, we had met people on our first trip and they had invited me to dinner cause they knew I was, I was coming back. So I had to go to their house. So I'm driving a car on, you know, and basically a Turkey, right? It's a Turkish owned zone and I don't speak Turkish and I'm driving and driving and driving. And then I get close to their house and Google maps just gives out. Like it doesn't go that far. And so I literally like get out of my car and just start wandering around trying to find somebody. I find this guy. He doesn't speak English either. And so I just say the last name of the family. So he ends up getting me to the house that I'm going to. It was like this long thing. We had dinner and one, the, the 14 year old girl spoke English. The mom spoke a little bit and the other 20 people they invited for dinner did it. So it was just a lot of like smiling and nodding. And so that night we're like hanging out and we're talking and the daughter's like translating and all that. And it's like getting later and later and later. And I'm like, man, I got like an hour drive back in a country. I don't know. I need to hit the road. And they're like, no, no, you're staying here. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? And they're like, no, no, you're staying here. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, I, I didn't bring anything. So they like give me one of the pairs of the dad's pajamas. They put me in the, they move the 14 year old girl into her sister's room who was away at college and put me in there. And so it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm in the middle of this country and it's like a cinder block house. So I can hear everything outside, right? There's no insulation. And it was one of those moments where I'm laying there and I'm like, if I disappeared, nobody would know where I am, why, like they would have no idea how to find me. Cause I didn't know where I was going. I just told the people I was with, that I was going to dinner with some people. And, um, and it was like one of those you know rare moments cause where I was so far off the map and even this was still civilization, but I was so far off what I was used to. Um, yeah. And you know, as you were talking, it gave me some more, um, kind of compassion for Sinland in this moment. Cause I kept thinking like, what the fuck, man, like get your shit together. You know, and it's like, yeah, but there's this overwhelming nature where to actually tell yourself how bad something is, you have to like admit that. We rarely have these instances in our lives where no one can find us and we can't ask for help. Like usually one of those two things is an option. Someone's going to, we can ask someone for help or someone can find us if they're like, man, I haven't heard from Tim in a while. <laughs> but when like those two cords get snipped... I think just our psychology tends to like shut down because we're just looking at a wall where there used to be two doors and we're like, someone can find us. 
or I can ask for help. And it's like, no, those aren't here. What's your, what are your other options? I don't know, man, what are my other options? And it's like, <laughs> the other option is you figure it out for yourself, son. Like he has to go into this mode. He has to flip. So he was the scholar and now he has to be the complete student and he has to like yeah. absorb. How does this work? Why are they doing that? Why are these men um, pedaling on a carousel and then beer drops down on their heads that they get to drink? Why is that popular? Oh, because it winds up running the tower because it generates power. And then, yeah. And then he goes, why, why, when I go to this, why are they doing this huge play where they'll let anybody be in a, in an, in an act that just runs over and over, but there are people watching them count fireplaces getting heated up. Right, right, right. Oh, and so he has to look at a culture he is he thought he was familiar with, but not, and um, observe and act. So he has to like figure it out, and then like be a part of it, but like understand it, and like eventually get out of it. Because he knows if he fights it, it's over. If you fight the tower, you die. You get they'll take your eye, they'll brand you. Oh, like geez. there's always like a if you don't conform to this. You don't pay your debts. We turn you into a hod and we shave your head and you are no longer a person. Oh, okay. I don't want that. Like that system. And so he has to, every time he's like, okay, like I'm looking for my wife, but to look for my wife here, I have to do this to look for my wife here. I have to do this. And it's always like, oh, you have to, he'll be like, oh, that's the worst thing I could think of. And like 20 pages later, he's like, I'm doing the thing. I'm, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to steal a painting. And he's like, I'm going to do a high, you know, like he, it, it, you watch him to use an old D and D term. He has to like level up his skills to be like, all right. Because all he has is being a schoolmaster and his job is to learn and teach. So he's just like, I've got to learn this. I've got to like dive in. But like you had to do that in your country. I had to do that in China where like the third month I'm like, I got it. Like, I know the system. I can, you know, um, I didn't know how to order at a restaurant. Newsflash, you know, they're, they're like, can I get the English menu? Like, no, you're not getting English <laughs> shit, man. So my, it's just how I learned how to order at a restaurant. So a little background for listeners. I'm a hyper extrovert. Um, humor is my thing. I was a clown in a circus. Like, I got it. Like, give me an audience, you know, whatever. I don't think I, I knew that you were a clown in a circus. Yeah, for a year. I know. <laughs> Revealed. Um, um, it was my college days. You know, like when you're 18, you do a lot of experimenting. Like that was my experimenting. I was a clown. Like other people oh. did other stuff, but I was like, mm, I'll just do makeup. You're going so, the clown route. Yeah, I did the clown route. Very, you know, <laughs> um, not very lucrative career kids stay in school. But um, <laughs> like I would go into this restaurant. I am the only white american in there and heads always turned and so i would look at people's dishes to see what was close to what i would like and like the person would be like man what do you want like and i would you know google translate and all that but you know yeah. that wouldn't work i would just back up and be like and i would just point at the other person's dish and then point at me and i'd point at my mouth and i'd go like this and they're like we got it like <laughs> eat that and i would sit and they would just like they knew i was trying so I yeah. got like a lot of like, oh man, this guy's like going the going the ninety nine percent. We'll meet him at the one. Um, and so I would just try to like, how can I use my humor to communicate? And 
you know, I, there were some missteps, but if I could just find that groove of like, you know, like waving at the, you know, just whatever it was to get what I needed, they were more than willing to comply. So Sentinel's on this journey to be like, what do I need to do? Do I become a pirate? Do I take care of the docks? Do I like, what is it so that I can move to the next rung or to get to the next thing? And so I see that, um, and I see it in the opposite of, of our lives when we're like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And people are like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like whether it's, you know, I spent three years in seminary. I look back and go, ah, I could have used those three years in a different way, but it was like, I saw, or, you know, I burned out of a job and I'm like, I'm going to go to Afghanistan. That sounds like, you know, the money's good. And you know, all the Willy Wonka's in my life are like, no, stop, don't. And you know, I did it and I should have like, maybe like, so Sutherland has to like figure out like when to step forward and when to wait. And so you see mistakes he makes when he's like, you know, stepping forward and then waiting. Like he can't, you, like you said, he waits too long. You're like, why are you waiting? Yeah. It's because he's like, I don't even know. I don't even know where I am. Like he might as well be on Mars. He's like, yeah. I'm on Mars. So when I asked you about what book you wanted me to read, right? I think I asked you what was the most meaningful book or one of your favorite books that meant a lot to you. Why is this the book that you picked for me to read? So I tell my um, nerdling friends, I'm like, hey, have you read Sentinel in a Sentence? And I hand them this book. And they're like, no. I go, it's great. And more often than not, people pick it up. So I'm the f person in your friend group who's like, hey, have you checked this out? Have you checked this out? It's really good. Like I'm a, you know, I take in a lot of books. I write a newsletter, as you can see in my background. Like I love me some fantasy books. But this is like the first one I'd read where it wasn't fantasy, so there wasn't like unicorns and stuff. It wasn't science fiction. There was no really advancements of technology that I saw. And there are. So this is more of like a steampunk feel. So the technology is just... An, so what's steampunk? You know, like steampunk is... It's just above science fiction. So there's like technology everybody has access to. It's not, it's, um, rely, it, it mimics what we have today, but in a different form to make it interesting. So like flying ships. Well, that's crazy, right? Well, we have flying ships. I have news for you. We have little airports for them. So the tech, or they're like a guy with a hook arm. Well, we have people who have prosthetics like that works out. Like it's just enough. They put enough polish on it and just make it. A little bit much and then there'll be like outrageous things that look like magic but very rarely where you're like oh man that is so it's like a nice emergence of science so it's like in the venn diagram of science fiction and fantasy you will find steampunk it's a little bit of both um but it makes it more accessible to the reader so to answer your question like i read this because i hadn't seen a character that got lost so quick and had to like climb up and like fix things. And I saw in my own life and in a lot of friends lives that they're like, they had to do the same thing where it was like, you've been jettisoned into a world. So it's like, Oh, this is your first week at college. Oh, I read all the pamphlets and I read their website. I should understand what it is to go to college. Girl, you do not. <laughs> so I find that this is like explains what experiential learning is when you are in a new realm and how someone who has who has these stakes that are so high find your wife 
you have failed her because he promised her safety. I know the tower. Yeah. And that just is blown apart. Like, even he was like, the train. Like, I thought people would meet us at the train. No, no, he's meeting the train full. Um, and there's the, and the other thing is, so there's that. So it's the story of someone who gets lost has to experience it and get out. Like, it's a very, it's a labyrinth style book. Like, he doesn't know what the next, and he knows like the title. He goes, oh, the bats are on this floor. End of list. Yeah. But he doesn't understand what they are. He does not understand what right. they are. He just sees, land, you know, it might as well be an org chart. He's like, I don't know what this is. Right. So I liked that because I was like, oh, I get this. This is how you navigate a new world you're thrust into, especially when you think you know it, because I've experienced that. Oh, I know how this works. I don't. And I just, you know, at 50 years, I just, I still have that on repeat. Like, I still am like, you know, oh, let me, oh, I know what it takes to be a writer. No. Like, I know what it takes <laughs> to, you know, to, to whatever it is. I think the human experience is reading only gets you so far. Asking your friends only gets you so far, but it's the experiential leap of like, Oh no, what have you know? Oh no, what have I done? Or this was more amazing than I thought it would be like that sort of stuff. So that's what kind of gripped me. And then on the writing side of it, I just loved his like world building is very, I'm a big Brandon Sanderson fan. Like you may have heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Man, like from time to time, I'm like, bro, like, because, you know, I, I talk to my friends who, like, read epic fantasy, and they're like, man, they really explained that library, or they really explained, you know, how those trees work. I'm like, well, you're an epic fantasy. Like, you literally know phys physically, like, when you hold the book, you're like, oh, is this a long book? And you're like, bro, like, my shelves have buckled under some Sanderson. They just collapsed because <laughs> of his pain. But, like, this, I got so much world out of such little writing that I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, it's very tight. It's very clean. I understand the characters. They all want different things. Um, the quotes in here are just so good. Like I've like highlighted, like I should write like the look how this is. So I would just yeah. write just in the corners of, you know, underlining. Um, I had to stop because I'm like, it'll take me a year to write this, to read this. Um, if like, and my other favorite book, which is the same thing as like the Hobbit, which this gets compared to. Yeah, Bilbo's like, I know what an adventure is. I've heard tales. And then he's like, I am killing spiders with a dagger. Like, this is not what I thought it would be. Or almost getting killed by goblins. Spoiler, um, it's been out. But um, yeah, it's been out a minute. It's been out a minute. <laughs> but like, I got that Hobbit feel to this. Like, oh, this poor guy. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because I've read The Hobbit. I've obviously read Sinlin of Sins. And... Um, I liked them both. They didn't quite hit me that hard. And that's not what really stood out to me was this idea of somebody get, but now that you say that, like they're both going into a place where they think they're ready and then they're not. And they, and you know, when you were talking about it, what I'm hearing you say is like, I, when I go into a situation, I do everything I can to prepare and that almost makes it like more devastating when you realize you're not prepared. Yes. Yeah. When you are not prepared and especially you brag to your friends and family that you're prepared and your wife, you're prepared. And then she not only, she doesn't turn to you in disappointment. She disappears. Like yeah. he's like, like the ultimate failure is like presented to him. Like you dummy, like you, you didn't know enough. You didn't, 
like and when he looks out and sees everybody is tied together he's like like he's like no one ever mentioned that in the everyday you know reader's guide to yeah because he's carrying around this book that's supposed to be a guide to the tower of babel which he finds out later in the book was written by people that have never stepped foot in the tower right it was all propaganda and so then it made me think like what have i read in my life Mm. and the experts i've listened to that say you know what ryan this is the way of life and i go sounds good to me and um or and then I just go and I just adhere to it and I don't trust myself or my own like wisdom. I just go, oh, this is like a book that everyone thinks is right. And then when they follow it, their results or their life is disastrous. Oh, fuck. Like, uh, you know, and if you're like, that never happens, I invite you to look at our landscape. Yeah, I mean, but that's I think that's interesting that that's what stood out to you. And what draws you to this book? Because the book feels like just kind of your typical kind of action. Um, you know, there. I, I mean, it's a great book, but it didn't. Uh, it feels like on first blush, like it's just kind of a fun steampunky um, book. So it's that idea of like somebody really preparing for something, stepping into it, and then immediately failing. <laughs> Is that that's what hits you so hard? Yeah, that's what hit me so hard in that, you know, Sunland doesn't have any friends. He's yeah. never like, oh, I sure miss Bill. Like, nope. Like, he doesn't have anyone. And so you watch him have to trust and depend on other people to get to the next level. Oh, and um, and he's inexperienced in that, too. Yes. Right. So, you know, he's like, he trusts he trusts whoever will get him a little bit further but he doesn't have the wisdom to be like, where are they taking me? Cause he gets set up sometimes where it's like, Oh, you're the one that stole from me. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Like that's how it works. Or uh, because he doesn't understand how the, you know, he thinks, you know, the Babel, the tower of Babel is like a good place to hang. And it's not, it's an oppressive, it's an oppressive world structure of like, Hey, it will devour you. If you misstep the tower and they have like phrases in there where they're like, Oh, you know what they say? Tower of Babel, eat your lunch, and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, they just have yeah, like, yeah. axioms of, like, it will destroy you. And you're like, oh. Um, you know, and then he has to learn relationships, which, again, to me is, like, oh, he doesn't even have anyone, so he has to learn how to who to trust and, like, what how that works. Because at the end, like, he's got allies, finally, where people are like, oh, we'll, we'll help you. And he's like, yeah. oh, because he helps them. He figured yeah. out how he figured out how to survive as you need. Like the Hods have friends, you know. Like he's like, oh, there's connections here. I need to get on that. And I've just seen too many people. When I've made missteps in my life, I'm like, oh, I really didn't ask like friends of mine, close friends, to be like, hey, is this like the right move? Because I, when I'm, you know, when I go independent, it's like, oh, I'm against the rocks immediately. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. What um. I'm trying to think if there's other books that kind of have that same theme running through it. Do any come to mind for you? Give me the theme. Like, what, what theme? Like, well, this idea, because like, uh, what what I'm picking up on here is like what you really connect to with this character of Sinlin is a couple things. I think it's a couple things. I think one is this idea of like trying to be overprepared, relying on being overprepared, and then realizing like as soon as you get into the situation, you're not prepared at all, right? And having to struggle there. 
And the other thing I've heard you kind of um, allude to is also like failing the people that you've made promises to, right? So, um, and that's one of the things I did really enjoy about the storyline was this idea that like he thinks his wife is with him because he is this stoic, smart guy that will take care of her. And what we're seeing is the reader that Sinlin doesn't understand is that she actually loves him. Right. You know, and so, but he cannot see that in the story. All he sees is um, basically, you know, she's with me because I can take care of her or, or because I am this caricature of myself. Well, just in his flashbacks where whenever he's explaining, like he can feel it like, oh, wait. Like, this wasn't about my, you know, like, you can almost start to see, like, the start of this revelation. By the way, the book is four books. Every book is better, by the way, so. Okay. (laughs) Bing and Croft, if you're listening, like, we'll get you, you know, like, I've evangelized your book. Like, I can't believe, just just read this book. Um, But I'm trying to think of other books that are like that. So, like, um, where they fail people based on, like, their ego being too high, like, well, like, what are some of your other favorite books? When I ask you about that, like, there, I'm sure, I'm sure, Sinlin Ascends popped into your head. You knew we, we've already talked about The Hobbit, but were there any other books that were like, oh, maybe I should do that one instead? Other books that I thought of was, and just because they're top of mind, like Scythe. Um, it's by Neil Schusterman. Um, I think that's the last name. It's just about. Um, you know, a dystopian society and kids have, or, you know, sides are assigned to kill people who are in an immortal society. How do you keep the population down? You have sides and they just take care of people. Um, but again, that's a very like, Hey, fish out of water sort of story where they're like, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know what it was to be this. Um, but there's not very much preparation because they kind of get recruited into it. Um, trying to think like, this is very, I think this is what hit me was it was so unique. Like I had just not come across this collision of high ego, like high preparation to failure. And then like, and just watching someone like he starts at, um, I'll read a lot of like, Oh, this person has some wizardry skills, but then they get, they have to like go into something tougher, like a war. Or you've right. got like an urban wizard and he knows how to cast spells, but then he's on a murder case. Like, like I, I usually read books where there's some sort of skill set, but then it gets like taxed, challenged, you know, the hard-boiled detective. There's been a murder, you know, and they have to like stretch their skills. But in this book, I just hadn't read anything where someone starts at like zero. My man Senelin is at he has no skills like he is at nothing. And so he has to like glom on and like figure out how to do this just from observing, figuring it out. And then rarely, you know, he'll put stuff together that no one else does because he lives in a everyone in that tower lives in urgency. And he can like once he starts to figure stuff out, he can kind of do longer plays where he's like, I know how to do the heist because he has to pull from his schoolmaster skills. Finally, they start to show up because his subject matter is zero. And so once he learns the subject matter, he's like, okay, now I know how to, he can implement it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's interesting because that ability to not, not 
who only live in urgency is what is biting him at the beginning of the book, right? It's like, you should be more urgent than you currently are. Right. And he's, he's shut down. He's Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know, know where to start. And it isn't until he gets some clues of like, well, there's the basement. Oh, what's that? Well, it's how you get to the next level. Like, well, she has to be here. She wouldn't, because he can't, he's so naive, he can't think that someone took her. He cannot cannot like conceive of that and then he's like oh no that's what happened um a book that comes to mind just popped up the martian so he gets dropped and i haven't done the research i forget his name but he gets stuck on andy Mars. weir is that right yeah, yeah andy weir yeah. but like the character he gets stuck matt damon gets stuck yeah. <laughs> on um mars and usually you know he's with a crew so it's all on him and he has to use every bit of skill and if he messes it up, he dies. And so that's that's one book that I was like, have you read The Martian? Like, I I stumbled on that, like, when it first came out. Yeah, because like, it self-published at first. Yeah, I found it. We I think we've read it right at the beginning. Yeah, but and I was like, this is, and everyone's like, what's it about? Oh, the astronaut who gets abandoned on Mars. And they're like, doesn't sound believable. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, and then, because he, it's the flip, right? He gets left behind. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because one of the things about that book is he never really changes as a character, right? Like he has to keep leveling up his the way he uses his mind, but he doesn't, I mean, I'm doing this all from memory. It's been years since I've read it. Um, and then I've, uh, you know, watched the movie a couple times, but, um, cause in the movie they put this moment right at the end when he's about to take off to get rescued where he kind of breaks down and starts crying. And like, that's the first time you see any emotion. I can't remember if that's in the book. Cause one of the things I remember about the book is like, he had this really great sense of humor the whole time that kind of got him through everything. And, um, yeah, where like Sinlin has to completely break down who he is as a person in order to survive. And, you know, what, what got me thinking when we were talking, I was like, you know, the book I read a few months ago that obviously really impacted me because I keep talking about it is The Accidental Tourist. And uh, this, you know, the book's been out, I don't know, like 50 years or something. Yeah. And, but I actually got paranoid because when I'm, re when I'm reading about the character, I'm like, this is me. And so I get, I went back to the person that told me to read it. I'm like, did you tell me to read this because this is me? And they're like, no, I just, you know, it's my editor. So he's like, no, I just want you to like learn how this writer does this thing. I'm like, okay, because the whole thing is it's this overly ordered guy um, who tries to systematize everything. And then his wife leaves and he like falls into this hell of systematizing his life, you know, to the point where he's like doing the laundry in the shower and, uh, and he ends up like basically going crazy. And, uh, and that, that is those moments where it's like, what got me here is not going to get me to where I need to be. And yeah, so it's that moment. I'm trying to think when the moment is that he finally figures out that this is serious and I've got to like, I've got to make a change. You know, was it when um his buddy, his buddy got was it when the, 
when his buddy got turned into a hod? Was that when he finally took it, or was it before that? Because even when he was doing the heist, I feel like he's still kind of like, I'm just going to do this heist, get my wife, and go home. And he still hasn't, like, you know, when we talk about stories, it's like reaching this point where the where the hero of the story realizes, like, I, I'm not just going to be able to go back to normal. And I and the that moment for him lasts far too long, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it does. It It is a long stretch for him to realize, like, and I think it's because you know, it's a four book series. So I think an epic, I would, I would put this in the epic kind of category. Like you can't like, you just, you just have all the time in the world, but like, I see it in a bunch of ways. I think when he has to go to the next level, like I'm not going to find her here. I have to go up. I think when he's captured and he's hanging in the, the thing with um, the young lady, they're like the bird cage. in the bird yeah. cage. He's like, he has a, you know, they're talking and he's like, why did you come here? And he's like, oh, I came here to get away from my, to get, you know, I, to get away from my husband. He's a jerk. He took over my farm. So I'm here to get rid of a husband. You're here to find a wife. Yeah. And I said, oh, you're here to find your wife. Like, so he's like, okay, I'm, I'm on this quest to be worthy of her to like rescue. Cause man, I like, yeah. and so I'm like, okay. And then he's like, I think him hanging outside the cage, he's just like, I'm hanging outside the tower with a stranger that I almost got killed. Like I uh, like, okay. And then I see him turn. Cause then he gets to the bats and he's kind of down to business and he's like, okay, I'm going to rest up. I'm going to ask around. And people are like, Oh yeah, I kind of, yeah, I remember her. And he's like, and then he's no, he has, but he has that long multi-week period where he just is kind of hanging out drinking yeah. with his buddy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then he sees the, yeah. He's he's the thought, he doesn't know to go up. He doesn't know. Yeah, like, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. I think he just hits the wall and then he sees the painting and he's like from yeah. old gear and he's like, "Sup with this?" And then it's yeah. like reinvented because I almost think like he hits his like all his law or this like this like freeze again where he's like, "Oh, I'm comfortable for a little bit. Like she's got to be out there." And people are telling her they're like, "Oh, by the way, she's dead or she's you'll never get her back." He has yeah. all these bad agents being like. You'll never find her. And then when he sees the painting, he's like, oh, she's been here for a long time. And he just like, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, ah, you just missed her. And he's like, <laughs> fuck. So yeah, yeah. then when he becomes, he gets to this level where they're like, hey, I'm going to make you a deal. You have to run the docks. And he's like, I'm not here to run the docks, man. I'm not here for a job. I got to find my wife. And then he realizes that his resources, him, are not enough. Yeah. He has to get money. He has to get a ship. He has to do all these things. And like, and he needs allies. He does this move where he's like, hey, everybody, everybody's here is getting, you know, a raise. Yeah. And they're like, and everyone's like, why the hell are you getting a raise? He goes, oh, we run more efficiently. They've stopped stealing because I don't treat them like garbage. Now I have more money to give them a raise. So he understood, he used his system and yeah, on there. And he's like, oh, this worked. Like, he's like, oh, I do have the skills. And then he's like, hey, you got to steal the painting. Hey, you're going to steal Because he's like, oh, I stole the painting. I can steal things. You're going to steal um, uh, a ship. And he's like, I got it. And he uses like the drug den to like make this yeah. like, drug bomb that like, 
in the left <laughs> everybody but it blows back in his face because he's like yeah yeah i'm high now and they're like you know his friends are like whoops you are on a narcotic we're gonna get you know and so they escape and yeah. so and he's got a ship he's got the allies he's got the friends and they're not all in a great relationship he's mostly rescued them from shitty ones they're not like we love you they're like no we like you less or we like or, you hey, slightly more slightly than more yeah and he's like deal like so and like he actually has one on the ship that is like beat the hell out of him he's like all right well i guess you you know like he gets this motley crew of people everybody on that crew had to escape a terrible terrible situation um to get each of them is in seeking freedom or on a quest that gets them on the ship you're looking for this you're looking for this you're looking you're either escaping something or you're looking for something so um like Valletta, they're like, we got to get you out of this terrible dancing situation you're in, in this sort of like dancing kind of whorehouse sort of situation. Your brother's going to get you on, you know, Adam's going to get you on there. So, yeah. I just like crew coming together. Now I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah, you said a minute ago, like he's got to, he, you said something like he's got to get to the point where he's worthy of his wife. And when you said that, I'm like, oh, that is a big part of this book is it's like he's trying to make himself worthy of her by going through this as well. And I think that's part of what keeps him from really um, recognizing how bad the situation is because, again, he's so focused on himself. Yeah. And he's so focused on what's happening in front of him instead of thinking that long term. But I did really like the part where he started running the docks because, again, that's where he gets to take the thing he's really good at and start using it in this useful way to actually get closer to what he wants. And and I get that from in in my life when I'm like, I'm in a bad situation. I don't know anything here. What can I pull from my toolbox? So I'm like, I'm going to use humor to order food in China. I did it with soldiers when I worked in Afghanistan. Like I could use humor. I could use connection because that's what I'm good at. That world doesn't exist. Newsflash to your listeners. Humor and like making human connections, not really a big part of like what it was in Afghanistan. Like that was a rare thing. So um, one time I had to go from base to base in Afghanistan and I had to go. I had to be on time because I was going to train soldiers that next morning so i didn't have room to be like oh guys sorry i missed my plane <laughs> like afghanistan did not run that way so um i was supposed to be on this list to get on this this trip and i um my boss was like hey you're on the list i get there they're like you're not on the list and i couldn't go to my boss and be like hey i'm not on the list like it, it was i was in like a settling situation like okay what do i do there are these ladies who ran the list and they were like okay. the arbiters of justice in this thing. It gave zero, <laughs> man. Like, like the the if you ever gone into like a retail shop or like a barista situation, and you can clearly see they have had a terrible day, and you are just yeah. like a form of like you are not a person. You are just a walking task to them. Like that's what yeah. Afghanistan is all the time, twenty four seven. In you know all this. So um, I go up to them. And I have to be like fucking Oliver Twist with my bowl out, like, yeah, uh, help yeah. me. And I go, hey, what do they never get? They never get a joke. And so I was like, all right, I got one. And I go up to the ladies and go, 
hey, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to this base. And they're like, you're not on the list. I go, I know, but I'm on the secret list. And they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I go, you know, the good looking list, because we can't have all the good looking people on the same plane in case something goes wrong. And then we're just filling the country with Ugmos. So I'm on the good looking list. Can you check that list? And they're like, we'll get right back to you, honey. And I'm like, <laughs> like, go have a seat. And I am sitting like the most penitent man in, in the history of that country. And they're like, Ryan McRae now boarding. And yeah. they go, and they give me this sign, like, that's your one. <laughs> so I get on the plane, and we are crammed to the hilt like this on the C1, on the, on the C plane. Like, you know, because it wasn't like what you imagine as a plane. Like, it's like the, you know, the military plane. Like, you're on yeah, yeah, C-130. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I made it. And so, like, yeah, yeah. it's because, like, that's, someone has to reach back for whatever he can find in his, in his skill set to like get this done. And I think that's just how we do it in life. Like we'll just look and be like, what can I do right now to better this? And so like, you know, humor, jokes, connection is mine. Some people are like math. Some people like, I don't know what other people do. I mean, because that's just my skill set, but yeah. Um, I, yesterday I had to, uh, I had to go see my kid's school headmaster because there was a problem. Not with my kid, just was, I actually had a problem with something the school was doing. Okay. And so I had reached out to him and, um, he's this really kind of, you know, extroverted, magnanimous type of guy. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Whenever I come into contact with that, I go like silent yes. and I've always done that. I go super quiet and I just watch and I'm just looking to figure out some way I can kind of directly connect. Um, and I just wait for that moment and then I just grab it because it's like, I never know, I never know what to say. I always feel awkward. I never, and then the more that they try to like be more and more magnanimous, the more I'm just kind of like, I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, and it was funny cause like we walked into his office and I saw, um, that giant, um, millennium Falcon Lego set. And I was like, I was like, okay, now we have something to talk about. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this cause it makes me appreciate the book even more because, um, you know, that's what I, I did think about that was this idea of like, man, why, like, it, it feels like the whole world around him is screaming at him to take this seriously and he can't see it. And then when I, when I thought that I thought, oh my God, how many times have I looked back and realized like the whole world was screaming at me to see something and I just couldn't see it. Yeah. And it's, and it helped me like attune to that more to be like, okay, how is, I would literally be like, yeah, how am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my partner's like, you all right? I'm like, am I doing good? Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, cause you, you kind of, I, I would simulate so hard in this book where I'm like, I am there with this guy. And now I'm like, you know, you kind of come out of it like the matrix. And I'm like, like, let me check my retirement. Am I good here? Like, am I, like, I would check like, you know, what's my, what's my deal? Yeah. That's interesting. Cause you know, when I, when, 
you know, I talk to people about books, they, and I'll do this too, where they'll say things like, well, I like to read science fiction, or I like to read fantasy, or steampunk, or young adult, or these kind of things. And I'm like, yeah, but you pick certain books right. for certain reasons. And it's like saying, um, I don't know, saying you like science fiction or fantasy, it's like, well, yeah, you like that, you, you think that stuff's cool, yeah, like, I like but Asian what about food. these stories? Like, oh, that's yeah, and you roll, I don't know, Asia's huge. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm just thinking like at the same time, I'm interesting. It's interesting to me when um, you look back at all of the science fiction and fantasy that you've read, like this is the one that stands out. And this is the one that like most like gave you those heart palpitations and like you like were like, oh, my God, this is me, you know, Um, and I can see like how that's you found yourself in the I mean, you've been you know, you've spent a lot of time in China, then you spent time in Afghanistan and then you've moved across the country and you have different jobs and it's all and each time you're like, I'm going to prepare so that it won't be as bad this time. And then it's just as bad. <laughs> or it's just like the next level. Well, it's funny. And I think that's why we're like, hey, what's it like working here? What's this like? Or what should I, you know, I got my value, most valuable information finding out from people who live there and be like, what are yeah. you doing? You know, they'd be like, oh, here's a tip. Like master four stops on the, on the Shanghai. Oh, like other expats. Yeah. And just be like, master yeah, yeah. four stops. What? Four stops on the train, know exactly, like, run those in a day. Just go to the four stops, get up back on the train, run the, like, get familiar with four of them. Why four? Because then you always know where to go. You don't, you don't, like, you can, you can triangulate from those four things. And I was like, oh, my. And it, that was, like, yeah. super, like, useful. Like, and then a lot of the people I travel with are like, oh, I talked to someone and they're like, hey, get. Make sure and get money from your bank so you can go into the country with cash. I'm like, why didn't you tell us that? They're like, I didn't think of it. I'm like, you're a terrible person. Like, you're, uh, you know, yeah. and I'm sharing my four stop thing real quick. But I just, and I love Magic Academy books, and I get that sort of feel where they're coming into a new world and they have to learn something that they're not familiar with. Like, that gets me like, you hand me a Magic Academy book, The Magicians, Harry Potter. You know, yeah. um, whatever it is, I'm like, oh yeah, they're you know they're learning, they're in this new dynamic. But this like hit it at like an eleven. Well, but that's interesting because you like the magic school books, but see, when you go into a new school, even though they're a fish out of water, there's a system in place to get them acclimated. They're right, in. like it's like you're going to go here and you're going to be a part of this house and you're going to go through this process, and that probably doesn't give you near as much anxiety as when Sinland steps off the train. And it is just chaos and nobody to help him. And it, you know? and it's no like surprise to your to your listeners. Like my profession when I'm not podcasting, um, which is not my <laughs> profession, is that I'm a sales trainer and I focus on onboarding. So I I train all the newest people. I'm the guide. I'm the one. Yeah. Be like, our guest. Here's how this works. Nobody gets lost here. Because I know what it's because I empathize. And then when I'm reading Sunland, I'm like, nobody came and was like, I'm your tour guide. And if they were, they were like, oh, they'll rip you off. Like, so it's funny. I'm like, oh, I'm reading about like what I don't want to have happen to people is get lost. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, I've if you ask me like, um, you know, you know, what's the book that's been the most meaningful to you that you've read in the last couple of years? I would say The Accidental Tourist. And it's also the book that gave me like the most anxiety reason, reading it. Right and now you're kind of saying the same thing. You've been reading all these magic books, all these magic school books, and you love those love books. But when I asked you for the one that stood out to you, it's the one that gave you the most anxiety. 
I cannot like this book has traveled more than most people will. Like I this book I was just like nose in it, audio book. So like if I'm doing the dishes, I'm like cramming through because I was like yeah. oh, because I knew the next I knew the next chapters would be a different place. And I knew, yeah, yeah. Like I knew I'm like, oh, because it's very clear the Tower of Babel has these different levels. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm reading a multi world sort of like but in the, yeah. and the the floors don't talk to each other very much. They're like, oh, they're trash. You know, like it's not dependent. Like you are, boop, you are in a different world. Like the bats run differently. Here's how this runs. Boop. This oh runs. man, that's so interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. Is like most books, the hero gets thrust into a new world, and they have to acclimate to that one new one. world. The one right where he gets Mars. thrust into five. Yeah. Right, because it's like getting off the marketplace, the first level, the second level, the third level, and then does he skip one? Does he go up to five? Up to five, yeah, yeah. And um, which I think the creepiest one that I could read a whole book on is that second level. What I forgot what it was called, the one where they're all doing the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the more you find out about that floor, the more you're like, oh my God, this is the creepiest thing I've yeah, ever heard it's of. It's revealed that everyone's an actor. Because yeah. Adam he gets oh, because he's like, I applied, and they're like, where's my money? They're like, no, you pay us to be here. What? Yeah. And then yeah, he gets yeah. branded and he gets booted. And so everyone's there for well, the does experience. It, yeah, well, but even the people that play as you think are in charge, they're play acting they're too. They're play acting. And yeah, that, they're that, play acting. So that was like a Twilight Zone episode. Right. So and every level is like out. its own subtle black mirror world. And yeah. so he's like, now it's in the steampunk setting, but there'll be different technology. There'll be different things. There's different rules yeah. of what gets you turned into a hod, what gets you killed, and what gets you accepted. And so in the following books, you're thinking like these four are whack? Nah. Because Josiah, like, I don't know what he does, but I was like, my dude, like, and it's very low. Like, if this was like, this happens in space, I'll accept that that it gets weird. If it yeah, happens yeah. in fantasy, I'll accept it gets weird. But but it's so like, there's trains and there's beer, like, it's yeah, it's nudge. like it's almost like a um, alternate history is almost what it reads like. And so, because I was thinking that of like, well, it's fantasy. But not like wizards and no. shit. You know, it's like, it's almost like an alternate world. Well, uh, it's like the Sand Sea, right? right. Um, by Michael McClellan. It like exists in an alternate world. Um, but it yeah, all kind of has the same now. things going. Yeah. Because um, there is a little bit of like, there's a nod towards some sort of mag maybe magic, maybe science fiction. And, we, and I'm assuming that's coming in future yeah, books. But it is like, crazy like skills like as an assassin and then you know like well but then that goes into her arm too you know so i'm just like well what's going on there yeah the arm and the next book is arm of the sphinx you find out yeah 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 with all your free time to read yeah all right well let's uh let's wrap this up i want to hear a couple things from you so one is um you know okay i know you're going to say the next three books in the series so you're not allowed to say that all right. So after I read the four books, these four Sinlinicens books, or what are they? The uh, the Books of Babel series by uh, Josiah Bancroft. 
uh, what should I read next? That's first. And then second, where uh, can people find out more about you? So as the um, literary apothecary, what do you want? Like, I know you like fantasy, but you're kind of like all over like excellent tourists. That's like an older book. Do you want like, yeah. like what's, what kind of jazzes you up? What's your, um... well, that's what, that's what this podcast is all about though, is I don't want to read what I would normally read. I want to read what you think I should read next. Little on the nose, but, um, uh, we just did Son of the Suns, but I would probably say Babel by R.F. Kuang. <laughs> okay. It is another tower book. Okay. Babel. Babel. I know. Yeah, so yeah, Babel. and I actually have a third book that has the Babel in the title. So I'm trying to be a Babel like <laughs> scholar. Um but <laughs> but it it's just is, alternate history Babel scholar. This would, be, this would be. This is like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is Dark Academia Magic Academy um Britain in the eighteen hundreds. They run they discovered a way to do magic magic which would be technology it's not like fireball but it's like they can make machines do things that normally couldn't do carriages that run forever fires that don't go out that sort of stuff okay but it's all industry based like we can make factories go more it's not like or we can heal people faster but so they get back to work you know like that sort of stuff yeah yeah so they abduct so magic works where if you put um a word in one language and the same word in another language whatever is the missing component of the translation does the magic so like they write move in mandarin and move in uh, english it will resonate the difference and you can put it underneath a carriage and it just goes a bit faster so they abduct children or have children come in who are bilingual because you have to know the language for the magic to work you can't just look in a dictionary and write it down on each the writer okay. has to know the language to make the magic work. interesting so interesting britain will not share this technology and they will control a hundred percent of it and so what yeah, happens when you're abducted into this world and you realize the magic they are doing isn't going to physic is going to make the world worse, not better. Yeah. Okay. So it's Babel by Babel by R.M. Wong. She wrote the Poppy War series. Highly recommend. Okay. Um, I have never read a book faster in my adult life. Wow. All right. All right. So that's the book recommendation. Where can people find out more about you? My name is Ryan McRae, and you can find me at ryanmcrae.net. I write a newsletter about fantasy books I love, things that I find are interesting on the internet and in the literary world. I do a little newsletter, um, and you can't find me on TikTok, but um, you can find me at ryanmcrae.net. Yeah. So I love writing, and I love reading about, uh, I love reading fantasy literature. So I'll sneak some sci-fi in there occasionally, an occasional crime novel. But uh, if fantasy is your game, that's that's uh, where you want to be. Great, thanks, cool. Ryan. I appreciate thanks, it. Tim.